All right, good morning once again. Would you turn with me this morning to the book of Romans? Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1, we'll be looking this morning at verses 16 and 17. Romans chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. The Apostle Paul is writing to the church at Rome... And in, these, in this first chapter, he introduces himself, speaks of who he's writing to, the believers who are at Rome, and he really introduces the book in the first 17 verses. And he really says what the message is that he's giving, what the gospel message is. And really, if we want to think of it this way, verses 16 and 17 really function as the theme of the book of Romans. So we'll pick it up. Let's actually pick it up in verse 15. We're not going to spend time in verse 15, but let's pick up what Paul is saying in verse 15. He says, So as much as in me is, I am ready. The idea is that he is eager. I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein, in this gospel, is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Let us pray as we begin this morning. Our dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the privilege that it is to have your word in our hands. We thank you that we can study it, that we can learn from it, and we can be changed through our time in your word. We do ask that you would use the preaching of your word this morning to impact our lives, to change us, so that you might be better glorified through our lives. We ask these things in the name of your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul says, verse 16, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Now you probably are familiar with what the word gospel means. It simply means good news. Paul is not ashamed of the good news about Jesus Christ. Now, most of us know what it is like to have some good news once in a while. And usually when we receive good news, we want to tell somebody about it. Maybe it's a family member, maybe it's a friend, but we want to tell somebody our good news. And that's really what Paul's saying, that he, back in verse 15, that he's eager to tell these believers in Rome this good news about Jesus Christ. 
But then he goes on in verses 16 and 17 to tell us about this good news. And I want to look at this by asking us this question. What is good about this news? What is it that makes this news good news? What is it that makes it the gospel, the good news about Jesus Christ? And I'd like to suggest to you from these verses two reasons why this news is good news. First reason that we see is in verse 16, and that is that this news tells us that we can be rescued by God. Let's read verse 16 again. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. This gospel, this good news, leads to salvation. It leads to, another word we could use would be the word deliverance, the word rescue. This salvation that we have. Now what is it that we are saved from? Paul does not specifically tell us here what this salvation is. But the book of Romans very clearly tells us that this salvation is a rescue from both bondage to sin as well as to the condemnation that that sin brings upon us. We are rescued out of that bondage and out of that condemnation. God has provided a means by which we can be rescued. And notice he says that this, po- that this gospel is the power of God. He doesn't merely say that this gospel has the power of God, but it is the power of God. This message of good news is the power of God at work. God has chosen to use this message to bring about salvation and to bring it about in power. This rescue is accomplished by the power of God. But notice also that this rescue is available to all who believe. He says, For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. There are no exceptions. Everyone that believeth. Now what does it mean to believe? This is not just an intellectual knowing of some facts and agreeing to those facts. The book of James tells us that demons also believe and tremble. That does not mean that they receive this salvation or this rescue. No, when Paul says that we must believe, he has something in mind more than just 
intellectually understanding and intellectually agreeing with what God has provided for us. When Paul uses this word believes, he means that we must cast ourselves in complete dependence on what God has provided for us in Jesus Christ. We must depend on him. We can use the word believe. We can use the word faith. We can use the word trust. God's rescue is available to all who believe in Jesus Christ. And notice that it doesn't depend on what your ethnicity is, or we could extend it. It doesn't depend on what your economic background is, or what your religious background is. It says to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. It doesn't matter where you've come from. What matters is that you depend on Jesus Christ yourself. Now, he does say that it's to the Jew first. We understand that the Jews are God's chosen people. And God did offer salvation to them first. But praise the Lord, it has also been extended to those of us who are not Jews. We also get to participate in this rescue. God has promised to rescue us who believe. It's in Romans chapter 11. The Apostle Paul says that we as Gentiles are grafted in to the family of God. We too get to participate in the blessings of our God. This rescue is something that can be ours by faith. Romans chapter 10, verse 13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We can have this rescue. So the first reason why this news is good news is that we can be rescued by God. But let's look at a second reason. That this news is good news. And that reason is that this news tells us not only that we can be rescued by God, but also that we can be right with God. Look at verse 17 with me. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. He says, for therein, in other words, in this good news is the righteousness of God revealed. Now, in the teen Sunday school class this morning, we looked at that concept of righteousness. And what exactly is righteousness? Righteousness is conformity. It's lining up to some standard. And it's usually within 
a relationship. So, in this case, God is the one who sets the standard of what is right and what is wrong. For us, then, to be righteous, we must line up with what God has declared to be right. And we must not line up with what he has declared to be wrong. But here it talks about the righteousness of God. Now this could simply mean the attribute of God in which God conforms, he lines up with his own standard of what is right and wrong. But I think it's more than that. I think that is included. But I think it's more than that. Because I think that this is also the righteousness that we obtain from God. Why do I say that? Because this righteousness is revealed, it is made evident, but also the next few words, from faith to faith. That expression, just those two words, from faith, is used throughout the book of Romans and throughout the New Testament quite often with this concept of righteousness. And when it is, it is the means by which we receive this righteousness, the means by which we can be declared to be in complete agreement, complete alignment with what, what, with what God's standard is. So how is this righteousness given to us, it is by faith. It is, again, by depending on what God has done for us in sending his son Jesus to die on the cross for us. Because he died, we can be right with God. The book of 1 Peter says that the just, that would be Jesus Christ, he is the one who is righteous, the just died for the unjust that he might bring us to God. We who are enemies of God, we we can be reconciled to him. We can have our relationship restored with him. We can have this right standing with God. And again, this right standing becomes ours by faith. We must trust in what Jesus Christ has done for us. And if we do, then we are declared to be right with God. So this is the good news that these verses give us. That we can be rescued by God, number one. And number two, that we can be right with God. So then I want to take us back to the beginning of verse 16, where Paul says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. And I want to ask you this question. Why? Why? Why would we ever be ashamed of such good news? Why would we ever be ashamed of this good news? 
Paul was not ashamed of this good news. Now, I recognize that this good news does have some hard aspects to it. To tell someone that they can be rescued by God means that they have to recognize that they need rescue. It'd be like if I were out in the middle of a lake and I didn't have a life preserver on and I am struggling and there's no one around and I don't know how to swim. And I see a light on the shore. I have a choice to make. I can call out for help or I can continue struggling on my own. Call out for help means that I recognize that I need rescue. Which is hard. But in that instance, I think I, think I would make that hard choice and call out for help. But so it is with this good news. God offers rescue. That rescue is ours. It's promised to be ours if we trust in Christ. But we have to recognize that we need rescue. So really that is one reason why we might be ashamed of this good news. Why we might not want to tell someone else about it. Because it's hard. It is. It's hard to tell someone that they need to be rescued. To tell them, as it were, that they are sinking in this lake. Because that's, they don't want to hear that. And it's the same with the fact that, believer, that we who believe in Christ can be right with God. To tell someone that they can be made, can be declared to be right with God, means that they have to recognize that they are currently not right with God. That there's something wrong in their life. But again, even with these hard things, this is still good news. So again I ask, why would we ever be ashamed of such good news? That is the question for the believers here this morning. Now, if there's someone here in this room or watching online who has not yet trusted in Jesus Christ, who has not yet cast themselves onto him for their rescue, if they have not yet been made right with God, then the question for them is, will you recognize your need of rescue? Will you recognize your need to be right with God? Will you cast yourself in total dependence, faith, on the one who offers that rescue and offers that right standing with God? So again, I come back to the believer. As believers here this morning, I want to encourage you that we have no reason to be ashamed 
of this good news. We have no reason.